This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. We, of course, are back again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. Hello there, Marco. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Rafael? Good. I'm doing great. Thanks. Last time in the last episode of this podcast, we were talking a bit about renting property here in Italy, and we wanted to continue that discussion today. Last time we left off with the subject of the rental contract and what can be stipulated in that contract. And one of those factors can also be the common charges, the spese condominiale. And so Marco, let's just jump right into it. What is it that those condominium fees normally cover? Especially if you're living in a building in a condominium with multiple units, there can be several charges that both parties have to face. And these charges have to do with the cost to have the elevator running, cleaning of the stairs, the stairs of the building, heating. In some buildings in Italy, the heating can be private, so related to the specific units that you're renting, or communal, so there's a communal boiler for the whole building, which is, of course, more common in the older buildings. Other charges have to do with the renovation of the facade, And finally, there are other charges related to the, for example, electricity to have the lights on the common spaces run. So there are several charges that both the tenant and the landlord have to take into consideration when the unit that is being rented is in a condominium, a multi-unit condominium. But the question is, who pays these charges? Normally, like we said in the other video, the charges related to extraordinary works or extraordinary circumstances not related to the day-to-day life are on the landlord, whereas the charges related to the day-to-day life are on the tenant. So more specifically, the landlord will be paying, for example, the charges related to the facade or the charges related to major extraordinary repairs um, to the building, like if a... Like something breaks or something. Exactly. Like like, a stair or something in the stairwell. Um, But actually, there was something just that was interesting in the case that, um, like we mentioned last time, you guys had helped me with my situation and finding a a place here to be able to live and also helping to organize it. Um, But actually, in this situation, there were some things where um, something that I've been always fascinated by is that here in Italy is that some things can be negotiated depending on the situation, Um, like in the, the apartment that I recently moved into there were a number of things that were broken and that needed to be fixed. Like, for example, there was a chunk of a wall just kind of missing in in the kitchen. Um, And then even there were some like some repairs that needed to be done all around the apartment. And that was something that in this case, because it was based on the state of the apartment before I had even moved in there, the landlord had agreed to take care of these things. Uh, The landlord even put in a new refrigerator and a new washing machine um, just so that for her, from her perspective, that she wouldn't have to worry about those repairs at a later date. So for her, 
she would she had preferred to have that done um and so there are times where people will be very fair about these things it's not like everything is going to be on your head in generally speaking of course but something that also you had mentioned to me when i was kind of going through the contract and getting things organized was about the building assembly and that there's a property manager and it's a very like it's a very regimented and official sort of thing uh, maybe do you want to just jump in to explain that a little bit if you're living in a condominium with multiple units it's very likely that um there is a property manager and that there are assemblies that take place maybe every three months or six months where major things related to the building that may or may not concern you as well um, are decided. And normally when there is a, a lease agreement, the property manager is notified that there is another apartment, that there is another person different from the landlord who is now living into the apartment so the property manager knows that you're living in the apartment and at that point it's important to consider to actually attend those meetings which you are of course notified about because major decision may be taken um, both the landlord and the tenant can participate because there are decisions that have to do with the building or, or major repair works that concern the landlord and other decisions that may actually affect the tenant so they both can participate they both are notified and it's it's good to participate because if you don't if they reach the majority they decide without you but taking it back to what you were discussing about these meetings with the uh, the, the, the the administration there's something that in Italy that I know that can be for some people a little bit of a surprise about there are depending on the building of course and depending on the building manager um, there can be some pretty strict rules in some of these buildings that a person needs to adhere to um, do you want to just quickly go over what those what a person might be able to expect in a condominium building that has more than 10 units there needs to be by law a set of rules that need to be respected by uh, the people who live in the building. So these rules can be different depending on the case, but normally uh, they include um, rules about how to use the communal spaces. For example, you can't um, leave out your trash in a way that disturbs another property owner or another tenant in another unit. Or for example, you can't play like instruments um, during certain times uh, which are too loud and disturb the other um, the other people who live in the building uh, but there can be also rules related more specifically to how you pay the common charges because there are some building we talked about that um, a few minutes ago there are some building where the Heat, heating is, is not coming from the unit itself, but it's coming from the building. So there's a way to actually, the, the, the rules, the condominium rules, set a way to decide how the heating is paid by everyone who lives in the building. And in the older buildings, you pay the heating based not how, on how much heating you actually use but on how big your unit is like bigger units pay more money f 
for heating. But in newer buildings, there are actually meters installed in the heaters in the apartment that actually uh, can count, that can actually keep track of the amount of heat that you actually are using. So you pay only based on the heat that you're actually using, which is of course more fair because for example, if you are not living in the apartment during the day, you are at work all day, you're actually charged for the heat, even if you're not really using it. Uh, maybe there are people who actually instead like live in the apartment for the whole day, maybe older people who are actually using it, but you're not. So it's more fair, of course, if these meters are installed on the heaters in the apartment because from what it sounds like what you're saying and also i've run into the situation that if you're um not using the heat a lot and basically you're paying a divided uh, basically there's a total amount and you're paying one division so to speak of that um total so that it could be that maybe somebody else in the building is using a ton of heat and you're not the type of person that would use a ton of heat that you end up paying for part of that other person's heating bill is which is um something that i think is definitely interesting but so you have to have that balance between being warm enough and not using too much so that you don't make everybody else in your building angry at you theoretically and just before we finish off this episode because i think we might need to revisit this at a later date um for the last question, I think it might be worth going into something that you spoke about in the first part of talking about the subject on renting an apartment in Italy, that it is possible for a landlord to legally um, evict somebody, but it seemed like there was certain, only under certain circumstances that could be possible. So while it's possible for the tenants to give a notice to the landlord and get out of the apartment before time, as long as a three-month termination notice is given or six months actually more likely um, termination termination notice is given depending on what's on the contract for the landlord to ask the tenant to get out of the apartment that's not so easy in Italy first of all let me say that when the landlord wants to terminate the contract unless both parties are in agreement the landlord needs to go to court. So unless you start a legal proceeding, which can be a quick or straightforward legal proceeding, the landlord cannot ask formally the tenant to get out of the apartment. And also there are only certain circumstances uh, in which the landlord can ask the tenant to get out of the apartment. For example, not if the landlord is just tired of, of having the tenant in the apartment or maybe not if the landlord wants to find somebody who pays more the scenarios in which the landlord can ask the tenant through the courts to leave the apartment are only if the tenant is not paying the rent and only if the tenant is staying in the apartment after the agreement has actually reached its expiration term. So after the four years in one case or after three years in the other case, at that point, the landlord can go to court and ask a judge to issue a court order according to which the tenant has to leave 
the apartment and of course at that point if the tenant doesn't leave the apartment uh, the police can be called and the tenant can be escorted out there are actually other um, less common situation which may occur for example if the tenant doesn't respect the condominium rules uh, for instance if there are many complaints by other tenants uh, because the, the tenant in question is too loud or, or maybe leaves the trash everywhere in the communal spaces and there are many complaints. Or, for example, if the tenant starts breaking everything in the apartment at that point, once again, only if you go through the courts, the landlord can uh, get a court order uh, through which the judge orders the tenant to leave the apartment. And so from what it sounds like you're saying is that from the perspective of being a tenant in an apartment, that it actually gives them a lot of protection in the case that maybe there's a really bad landlord out there that's just, I don't know, maybe a horrible situation just as an example. Maybe the landlord is an alcoholic and just can't keep anything straight in their life and wants the person out just for, just because. But on the perspective of being the landlord, it sounds like it's quite difficult to actually evict somebody from the apartment. Definitely. Uh, I'd say in Italy, the situation is much less relaxed than it is in many other countries where things are like more, like they're easier for, for both parties. In Italy, there are like many, many regulations when it comes to rentals. Well, anyway, I think we've covered, again, a lot of ground on the subject of renting in Italy, and we will be doing another part to this at a later date. And so, again, thank you so much, Marco, for making yourself available to talk about these subjects and explain a bit more about them. And, of course, if people are looking for help from you or any of the other team members at ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com, how can they get in contact with you? People can contact us through our website, through the contact form, or they can email us at info at italianrealestatelawyers.com or people can give us a call. Sounds great. And also, if you are interested in more topics to do with living in Italy, life in Italy, and being a dual citizen living abroad, you can check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Raffaele where I talk a bit more about these subjects. And of course, we have been here again with Italian attorney from italianrealestatelawyers.com, Marco Permunian, and I am Raffaele Di Furia. Thank you so much for joining us again. We will see you all next time. Thank Later. you. Later.